0: We are not here to do things perfectly, but we are here to learn from each other and to grow with lots of self-love and compassion along the way. Let's get started. Hey there, welcome back to the show. And today I am going to be talking a little bit about discomfort and it sounds a little weird, (laughs) but it is such a big, important step when it comes to making any type of change Any, anywhere where you need to grow, leaving that, that room to grow, all of that comes from getting uncomfortable. And I think that it's really important to, to place a focus on this because this can also be applied in various uh, ways throughout your life. So it can come from nutrition. It can, uh, come in the form of, you know, trying a new workout that you never did before or getting in shape. It can come in the form of like starting a side hustle or, or business or making a career change or getting a different job or a new relationship, all of these things come from discomfort. And I think that it's really important to recognize how important and how, how beneficial getting uncomfortable can be because it's really easy <laughs> to stay comfortable. We're almost too easy because we get into that, that zone of comfort and then we don't want to leave it because it feels so comfortable. But the thing is, is that we don't grow until we make that leap. That's where we build confidence to then take the next leap and the one after that and the one after that. Basically, discomfort is, is a tool at our disposal that we can use to take action on the things that we're too scared to do. So when you're feeling really nervous and really kind of worried, maybe anxious about a particular situation, there is likely something they're telling you that it's time to get a little bit uncomfortable. And sometimes we're forced into discomfort and other times we can choose to take it of our own accord. When, when we think about something like discomfort, something that that came to mind when I was thinking about examples for this was something like learning to drive a car because we, we don't wake up one day knowing how to drive a car, right? I mean, (laughs) now that we, anyone who's, who's been driving a car for years, of, of course, so that is the case because now it just seems almost subconscious that you know how to make those little sort of micro adjustments on the road. You, you know, which lane to drive in. You just know the rules of the road, but that didn't come to you naturally. You had to get uncomfortable. You were probably in some situations where a panicked parent beside you was probably freaking out. And they were very uncomfortable about the way you were driving because you were learning. And that's part of the process, right? That's always going to be part of the process, no matter what form it's taking, is getting uncomfortable in order to use that to your advantage to grow and to learn from it and to get to that next level. Even something like like launching this podcast, I think I might have mentioned this before. But I had a, a previous podcast, uh, Fit and Nourish Mind, and even launching that with my co-host was a big deal. That was a, a big, stepping way outside of our comfort zone for both of us, but it was also sort of softened a little bit by the fact that we had each other. So I'll link the the podcast, uh, that podcast in the show notes that you can go take a look if you want. Um, but launching this podcast, Room to Grow podcast, on my own, that was even scarier because this time, I was by myself. I didn't have anyone else to depend on. I didn't have anyone else to split the workload with. i I was taking full responsibility for anything that was said, implied, anything on this podcast. that was that it's it's all on me. It's all on my shoulders. And that definitely was huge, huge discomfort. So I'm gonna be going through a few things in this in terms of how you can start to learn to get a little bit uncomfortable and some steps that you can take to get comfortable being there. Because I, I recently uh, did a survey in, in my Facebook group, the Room to Grow podcast Facebook group. And one of the things that came up was that I, I asked about uh, sort of biggest pain points with nutrition and health. And I asked the biggest pain points about uh, in, in your life. And one of the big things that, that came up a couple times actually was discomfort and that people were having trouble figuring out when to sort of get uncomfortable, how to stay in the discomfort without sort of checking out. Um, And and it was really, really interesting to see some of the answers that came in. So that was what sort of spurred this, uh, this particular topic, because I think that it's a really, really important one, that it's a lesson we're going to have to all learn over and over and over again. And we will have to consciously take the the steps towards, but there are massive benefits that can come from it. So I am really, really excited about this one. I think that it's going to be really good. There's, this is going to sound super cliche, but it is true. Um, what popped into my head was Michael Jordan's quote about missing 100% of the shots we don't take. And that is so true. That could not be more true for anything in life. And this is the thing. Typically discomfort is where we grow. But if we always stay comfortable, we will never get to grow. And why don't we, why are we so afraid to step into discomfort? It's because usually it's because we're afraid of failing, right? We're afraid of failing, but how will we ever know if we don't try? So in my mind, to be successful, you have to jump before you're ready. Because I have to be honest here. No, no one who is successful in any real aspect ever got there by taking the leap when they felt 100% prepared. If I waited until I felt 100% confident and comfortable to do something, I would never do anything. I would be so stuck in fear and overwhelm. I would just never accomplish a single thing ever. (laughs) It would just be way, way, way too much. There's, there's no such thing as, as being 100% prepared anyway, because I guarantee that even if you set certain parameters for yourself about, okay, well, at, at, this, at this date with X, Y, and Z achieved, I will be 100% ready to take the leap. I can almost guarantee that even if you put those parameters in place, by the time you hit those parameters and that date rolls around, you still won't feel 100% prepared. So at some point, you're going to have to take the leap anyway, if you want to make any type of change. And you're never going to feel completely and totally prepared to jump. And it's just, it's just got to be something that, that you can learn to accept and actually appreciate and, and even find ways to be grateful for, because the more you do this, the more you repeat uncomfortable situations, again, across the board that can apply to all different areas, whether it's your health, whether it's, you know, building a business, whether it's having uncomfortable conversations with with people in your life that you have relationships with, romantic or, or otherwise. All of those things, you're never going to feel totally ready for, but they have to happen in order for you to get to that next that next level of you, the 2.0 version of you. And then you just keep building upon that. One of the biggest things that, that we need to do is is to break routine because we can we're human beings. We, we really don't love change that much overall as a species. We tend to get very stuck in our ways and we really like, we like what we like, and we don't want to switch it up. And we have to break out of that. We have to break those routines that, that shape our entire day, our entire life and create new habits that are going to replace the old ones. Now that's easier said than done because anyone who's ever tried to start a new diet or a new workout routine or whatever knows that that is much easier said than done. It can be really, really tough to create a new habit because a lot of times we go about building new habits the wrong way. We just decide one day, all of a sudden out of the blue, okay, I'm going to do this and boom, done. Some people might be able to do that, but overall I find that typically people tend to need a little bit more structure than that because usually if you are pulling out one behavior In order for a a better success rate, you need to replace it with another behavior. If you just just pull a behavior, if you just pull one of your habits, let's say you uh, get home every day after work and you immediately start snacking every single day. If you just tell yourself, okay, tomorrow I'm no longer doing this, that might work for, for the first day, maybe even the second day. But overall, at some point, if you just still walk into your kitchen every day after work, but you're just trying to avoid food, you're still repeating that same behavior. You're still walking into your kitchen first thing as soon as you get home. So maybe as soon as you get home, you need to go for a walk instead and then come home and make dinner. So something along those lines. So you have to, you have to replace one with another. That can replace that level of discomfort with comfort around a new habit, a new routine. And here's the thing is that getting comfortable in discomfort, that's going to build self-trust. So getting comfortable in discomfort is going to build self trust. And and that leads to greater resilience. Because when you get comfortable being uncomfortable, over and over and over again, and you keep stepping out of your comfort zone, even when you don't feel ready, even when you feel terrified, even when it, it feels like the world will end, if you step outside your comfort zone, you will survive. And then as you as you keep surviving over and over and over and again you keep figuring out ways to make it work ways to make it happen that's going to build such awesome self-trust that at some point you're going to hit a level where you go okay well you know I don't know exactly what's going to happen in this situation but I've I've handled so many other situations prior to this and come out on the other side that no matter what happens I know I can do it I know that I can That I can make it happen. Something that I actually like to use here, uh, a little tool that some I suppose would call pessimism, but I actually prefer to think of it more of more as realism, which is when I'm about to take a really big leap into something that I feel fairly unprepared for. (laughs) There's, there's a few things that I do, but, but one of the biggest is that I will go through various worst case scenarios in my head. And that sounds really counterintuitive, but hear me out. The reason why I do this is because I think about those worst case scenarios and go, okay, what would I happen if this happens? If the worst happened, what would I do? And then I start going through the mental scenarios about, okay, well, if, if this happened, then these are are the steps that I would take. It, It can really just build upon itself. Another example is when I left my, my corporate job, I was really scared. I I was really, really nervous. And even though I had known that that was what I wanted for a really long time, it took me a long time to decide to make that leap. And I went through worst case scenarios over and over and over again. and again. And multiple times, the realization that I came to was, you know what, it's, it's just a job. At the end of the day, it's just a job, and I would like to think that I am fairly personable and marketable and have enough skills that (laughs) that if I needed to, I could go out and get another job. If, If this didn't work out, I could go out and get another job. If I absolutely had to, if I had pennies left in my bank account, I could make it happen. So when, when you think about it that way, and you, you start from the bottom up, you go worst case scenario upward, that can actually help to give you some confidence to take that leap. And then as you continue to build that self-trust, you're going to become more resilient and be more comfortable taking that leap. That's what's so cool about this. I mean, discomfort really stretches our limitations and it pushes us to where we thought we would never be like five or 10 years ago, I did not believe that I would be where I am today with like a podcast and, and an online business. Are you kidding? (laughs) I I knew a few years ago that I wanted to, to start an online business, but a podcast I certainly never foresaw. I I never dreamed that I would have a platform like this where I could actually get to, to talk to people and connect with people right into their earbuds. That's incredible to me. I'm still shocked by that every single day. It's so cool. And that's, that's not, it's, it's situations that discomfort creates that take us to those places. Otherwise we would never get there. If we stayed in our comfort zone, we would never get to those other places. I mean, something that you need to do too is to figure out how much you don't want the thing you're already doing. And that's the point at which you decide there's no other way, but to get uncomfortable. Does that make sense? So basically if, if, you hit sort of your rock bottom point with, uh, let's say your, your mindset around uh, your diet and, and your body and and that type of thing. If you're going to hit your rock bottom there, then are you going to continue eating the exact same way? Probably not. I would think not because that's usually the situations that we hear about people starting to, to make real change that can really create a lifestyle for them that can be absolutely life-changing and that was not comfortable that that's never going to be comfortable to make a huge change like that and I'm not saying do a 180 with your with your nutrition and stuff overnight and even body image issues and, and all of those things none of that is none of that happens overnight but a lot of these things that's why we fear them is because it's so uncomfortable because we know that it won't just take one single change we know that it's going to mean getting uncomfortable for long stretches of time. Sometimes if we're talking about big life changes, that's not going to be a small thing. That's not going to be a snap your fingers overnight type of thing. If it was, everybody would be doing it because that wouldn't be that uncomfortable. It would be like just ripping off a band-aid, right? We're talking about situations, putting ourselves into situations purposefully that are going to bring huge, massive gains to us, but they're probably going to be a bigger deal than a finger snap of a change. It's going to take longer than that. It's going to take prolonged effort and motivation and purpose in order to be okay staying there for a while and really sitting in that discomfort. That's why so many of us hold back. Because it's really difficult think about something like, um, breaking off a, a a long-term relationship or ending a marriage or, or something like that. If that ends up being the right choice for you, and it certainly isn't for everybody, but if, if you are in a relationship where you, you've gone through everything that you can go through and you feel that it, you've reached a point where there's no turning back. There's, there's nothing else that can be done and that you want to end a relationship totally fine. But that is scary as fuck. Especially if if you know, you live with someone or if you're financially dependent on on the other person, anything like that, all of those things can create huge levels of discomfort by stepping out of that. That's massive. That is massive. There's so many huge things. But this is why getting uncomfortable with the smaller things will better prepare us for the, the bigger stuff, right? Like, you know, changing relationships, changing jobs, uh, moving to a different city. Those are big, big life changes. And all of them are incredibly uncomfortable. So when we do something like tweak our nutrition, that might not seem like that might seem like a bigger deal to some people, maybe not as big a deal to others. No matter where you stand on that, it's still a change, it's still an action step. And it's still something different from what you were doing yesterday. So that's still uncomfortable. So this is where you can practice discomfort is, is small little tweaks in your life. Maybe you want to, I don't know, start, uh, doing a 10 minute yoga practice every morning that can still be uncomfortable because it's out of your comfort zone. That is outside of what you currently do in your life. So you are therefore creating a new habit, which can be uncomfortable, but it's still good practice for all of this. This all ties together. I mean, the thing is, is that there, there are potential side effects of discomfort too. Like some of your relationships may change or dissolve. And and again, like this is one of the scariest in my personal opinion. Because someone, um, let's just use the example of someone who loses a huge amount of weight. Like I'm talking 50 plus pounds. Changes like that can shift the entire dynamic of, of many, if not all of the relationships that that person has. And that can be an incredibly painful process. That's actually one of the many reasons, many reasons why I think that shows like Biggest Loser go terribly wrong. Because, I mean, aside from all of the very obvious health issues, the fact that they're not building a lifestyle, these people are losing inordinate amount, amounts of weight in a ridiculously short period of time. None of that is is healthy. And none of it is sustainable. But beyond that, I don't, I don't think that the consideration goes into how those people's relationships with, with the other people in their lives will shift. You'll hear people talk sometimes about how it's more comfortable for the other people in your life for you to stay the way you are. So you getting uncomfortable and putting yourself into a situation of discomfort makes everyone else around you uncomfortable too. And that's one of the biggest reasons I think why people choose not to take the uncomfortable route when they can manage to avoid it, because that is really scary. Like we, we have huge attachment, obviously to the people in our lives, and we don't necessarily want those relationships to change. And we might start to go through some worst case scenarios in our head, but well, if I do this, what's going to happen, right? Something else that we can, that we can look at is something like starting a side hustle or an online business that you're really passionate about. And the people closest to you don't understand why you aren't spending every minute watching TV with them, or they don't understand why you, why what you already have isn't good enough, right? So you have to ask yourself, which is more important to you? Are you being true to yourself? If you ignore or stuff down something that you think you want to do or try for the sake of someone else, how long before that will turn to resentment? Are you explaining to them how passionate you are about, about it? why you're interested in it, your bigger purpose with it. Because communication goes a long way. And too many of us, there have been all kinds of times where I'll just have something in my head where I, I think that I've communicated to my partner, but I actually haven't. <laughs> so, you know, why can't he read my mind? Why doesn't he understand what I'm trying to say and what I'm thinking here? And it's because I haven't verbally communicated that to him. So it's unfair of me to think, well, you know, he just doesn't understand this. Well, he doesn't understand it because I haven't explained it to him. And then you sit down and have that conversation. And typically then you will end up with a very different result than what might have been playing out in your head, right? So discomfort is, is forcing us to grow into the best human that we can be. And it makes room for more of what we actually want in our lives and opens us up to the opportunities That we never would have had if we had kept that door firmly shut whether we succeed or whether we fail in moments of discomfort we've learned lessons on how to do things the next time so again we're building that self-trust and and either we succeeded at the thing we previously thought we could and had never tried before or we failed and survived and we had to figure things out accordingly either way that self-trust is solidified so for some more examples of discomfort Uh, Something that I experience a lot is every single time I hit publish on anything on the internet, whether it's a podcast, a social media post, a live video, uh, a blog, anything like that, I'm uncomfortable. But what I do is I think to myself that if this helps even one person, one single person, it's worth it because I can't serve anyone by staying silent. I can't serve other people. I can't serve my own purpose that, that I feel that I have. I can't serve any of that if I just sit there in a corner. I mean, something else is is going to a new gym and not knowing what you're doing, but you show up anyway. You try a new class, even just, you know, walking or hiking in a new location or trying a new food or a recipe, you know, maybe switching out a, a meal, uh, like a big bowl of pasta for a big salad or something instead. Maybe you're doing that because you are striving for a, a long, healthy life full of energy and adventure joy, whatever all of that looks for you, you have to look at the bigger purpose. So there's all kinds of things that are going to bring us joy, but have you ever noticed after a while, when you do the same old things over and over again, that they don't always bring the same level of joy. when I first started my business in, in late 2016, I was in this massive, massive rut. I wasn't particularly happy. I was feeling super lost and disconnected. I wasn't really sure where to turn. And when I started getting serious about my business and learning how to market online, writing posts, it felt like they had been bursting to come out of me, actually allowing my creative side to flow that I had always stuffed down because I told myself I wasn't creative. I felt this huge, overwhelming joy. So even though I was getting super uncomfortable, I felt this massive joy. And it feels like, like a disconnect there. But that's when you know you're onto something is when even though you're uncomfortable, you still feel incredibly happy and joyful about what it is that you're doing. I mean, another example is, is making new friends, right? For all the introverts out there, I'm raising my hand over here. <laughs> I'm an introvert by, by nature and I know lots of other people are as well. And I, I generally keep my cards and my heart pretty close to my chest. And last year when I joined my first business mentorship, this group of incredible women, I actually allowed myself to open up to them. And honestly, I have created some of the best friendships I've ever had in my life with some of those women. And that was super uncomfortable, super, super uncomfortable. But when we allow for that, there's incredible joy and these amazing things that can come into our lives and we allow it to happen. But we have to get uncomfortable in order to do that. So I want to give you some action steps that you can take. Before we wrap up here, I always like to make sure that there's some sort of takeaway from the podcast that you can actually start implementing into your own life. And one of them is more accountability. So whether that's hiring a coach, uh, a mastermind partner, a friend, um, you know, even just putting something out on social media. And I have to tell you, if you're for all the people pleasers out there, I know that there's lots of you, and again, I, I'm definitely one of those people as well. You can really use that to your advantage, especially with something like this type of accountability, particularly, you know, social media or something like that. That can be a really great way to start a new habit because you don't want to let people down. And it sounds backwards, like it kind of sounds like, well, you know, why would I want to do that to myself? But if you're somebody who really wants to implement something and you want to build in that accountability, that's a great way to do it. Like I I have a mastermind partner that I talk to once a week and we, we talk about business. We talk about personal stuff too, but it's, it's often about business and we'll bounce ideas off each other. Uh, we'll talk to each other about what we want to have implemented by the next week. And we hold each other accountable in that way. So you can do that with, you know, grab a girlfriend, like grab a friend, a, a, your partner, whoever you think would actually kind of hold you to that. And that can be a great way to do it. And putting yourself on the hook in a little bit of a different way too. There's uh, two different authors that I've, I've read their books recently, and it has really, really spoken to me, Rachel Hollis and Lauren Handel Zander. I will list both of their books in the uh, show notes. One is uh, Rachel Hollis's is Girl, Stop Apologizing. No, Girl, Girl, Wash Your Face. Sorry, Girl, Stop Apologizing is her next one that isn't out yet, but Girl, Wash Your Face. And Lauren Handel Zanders is Maybe It's You. And both of them in their own ways talk about keeping promises to ourselves and using that in, to me, I would interpret that as using that to get familiar with discomfort. So if you make a promise to yourself don't break it. You want to keep that because the the less often that you keep promises to yourself, how often are you going to keep promises to everybody else? Or if you do manage to keep promises to everyone else, even when you're breaking them to yourself, how resentful are you going to be again of yourself or resentful of those other people because you're keeping promises to them, but you aren't keeping promises to you. So finding ways to keep promises, Lauren Handel Zander in particular comes up with some very creative ways (laughs) to keep promises to yourself. And I'm actually planning on, on doing a podcast episode with some of the takeaways, uh, that I, that I got from her book, because if you haven't checked it out already, we also read it, uh, last no two months ago for the book club in the room to grow podcast, Facebook group. So make sure to jump over to the the Facebook group and uh, dive in there because we do have an ongoing book club uh, in there as well. That's a lot of fun. <laughs> um, and just, you know, building an accountability, something like the Facebook group. Again, it's, it's another form of social media, but rather than just posting it out into the abyss, come to the Room to Grow podcast Facebook group, put a post in there, say, you know what, listen, I'm, I'm trying this this week. I'm trying X, Y, or Z habit. And, uh, I'm going to check back in, in a few days and we can hold you accountable. We can definitely hold you accountable. And that can be so helpful. That can be so helpful. I, I can't even, I can't even explain to you how many times I've made changes and stepped into discomfort in the past year where a lot of it has stemmed from connecting with other women who would sort of hold my hand a little bit along the way. Because it just makes you feel like you're not alone too. And like you have that, that safety net, that support system in place to help you if you do fall flat on your face, because sometimes we're going to, that's just going to happen. We will fall flat on our faces. That's why so many people try to avoid discomfort. But my, my thought is that we're much better off for getting comfortable in discomfort. Because ultimately, whether you fail or whether you succeed, that's where you're going to grow. And you're actually going to grow and learn even more from the times that you fail. And that will help you succeed bigger and better than your wildest dreams the next time. So whatever that that thing is that you're putting off because it feels uncomfortable, start to reconsider that. Start to take a little bit closer look at that and start to get really honest with yourself about what could happen if you actually let go and allowed that discomfort to wash over you. And how would you handle it? Would you trust yourself enough to come out on the other side? And if you don't right now, don't worry, you can still take steps to get there. Because like I said, this is a a practice, right? So then maybe you're going to pick a few smaller, smaller scale things that you're going to try instead, do those things, you might fail, you might succeed, either way, you're going to come out on the other side, you're going to make it. And then that big thing that you're putting off that you've been procrastinating on, that you've had a lot of fear around. That's the thing then that you can start to trust yourself enough to jump in headfirst jump in headfirst, completely submerge yourself in it, and you will make it. You will figure it out and you will build so much trust, resiliency, and just, you'll probably find joy on the other side. So that's, I'll wrap it up there. It was a little bit longer than, than I intended, but I have so much to say on this topic. So if you have any questions at all, if you want some extra accountability, uh, or to be part of the book club, come on over to the room to grow podcast, Facebook group. And if you can tag this episode, uh, so it, uh, take a screenshot, tag me on social media, uh, over at Instagram. I'm at Emily Goff coach. I would absolutely love to connect with you to say hi to you, to see your beautiful face. Um, and nothing makes my day more. I, I get the biggest smile on my face. Every time somebody Takes a screenshot of an episode and and puts it up because it just means the absolute world to me. So if you can do that, it would mean so so much. And one last thing is if you could leave a review for the podcast, it's incredibly helpful. It really helps to get the word out there, allows me to bring on more amazing guests. Um, I actually I have an Olympian coming on in a couple weeks. I'm so excited to share with you. And I've got awesome guests lined up. Um, If you've missed any of the previous episodes there have been some absolutely incredible ones, including Dr. Jade Tita. Uh, so if you did miss that one, that was last week, uh, episode 17, make sure to jump back and take a look at that one because it will change your life and how you think about nutrition and your metabolism, all of that awesome stuff. So I will talk to you guys again on Thursday. Thanks so much for listening to the room to grow podcast today. All show notes and references can be found over at RoomTogrowPodcast.com. And can you do me one huge favor before you go though? If you can take a, take a screenshot of this episode and tag me on social media, I would absolutely love to see who's listening and get to connect with you. And thank you. And if you could leave a review on iTunes, that would go a long way and make such a huge difference. It really helps to get the word out there, get more amazing guests on the show and helps to get all of this information out to the world. Looking forward to growing with you.